0: Faded when I perused for the first time those poets whose effusions entranced my soul and lifted it to heaven. I also became a poet, and for one year lived in a paradise of my own creation. I imagined that I also might obtain a niche in the temple where the names of Homer and Shakespeare are consecrated. You are well acquainted with my failure, and how heavily I bore the disappointment. But just at that time I inherited the fortune of my cousin, and my thoughts were turned into the channel of their earlier bent. Six years have passed since I resolved on my present undertaking. "'I can even now remember the hour from which I dedicated myself to this great enterprise. "'I commenced by inuring my body to hardship. "'I accompanied the whale-fishers on several expeditions to the North Sea. "'I voluntarily endured cold, famine, thirst, and want of sleep. "'I often worked harder than the common sailors during the day.' "'and devoted my nights to the study of mathematics, "'the theory of medicine, "'and those branches of physical science "'from which a naval adventurer "'might derive the greatest practical advantage. "'Twice I actually hired myself "'as an undermaid and a Greenland whaler, "'and acquitted myself to admiration. "'I must own I felt a little proud "'when my captain offered me "'the second dignity in the vessel, "'and entreated me to remain "'with the greatest earnestness. "'So valuable did he consider my services. "'And now, dear Margaret,' "'Do I not deserve to accomplish some great purpose? "'My life might have been passed in ease and luxury, "'but I preferred glory to every enticement "'that wealth placed in my path. "'Oh, that some encouraging voice "'would answer in the affirmative. "'My courage and my resolution is firm, "'but my hopes fluctuate, "'and my spirits are often depressed. "'I am about to proceed on a long and difficult voyage, "'the emergencies of which will demand all my fortitude. "'I am required not only to raise the spirits of others,' "'but sometimes to sustain my own when there's a failing. "'This is the most favourable period for travelling in Russia. "'They fly quickly over the snow in their sledges. "'The motion is pleasant and, in my opinion, "'far more agreeable than that of an English stagecoach. "'The cold is not excessive if you're wrapped in furs, "'a dress which I've already adopted, "'for there's a great difference between walking the deck "'and remaining seated motionless for hours "'when no exercise prevents the blood "'from actually freezing in your veins.' "'I have no ambition to lose my life on the post-road between St. Petersburg and Archangel. "'I shall depart for the latter town in a fortnight or three weeks, "'and my intention is to hire a ship there, "'which can easily be done by paying the insurance for the owner "'and to engage as many sailors as I think necessary "'among those who are accustomed to the whale-fishing. "'I do not intend to sail until the month of June, and when shall I return? "'Ah, dear sister, how can I answer this question? "'If I succeed?' Many, many months, perhaps years, will pass before you and I may meet. If I fail, you will see me again soon or never. Farewell, my dear excellent Margaret. Heaven shower down blessings on you and save me that I may again and again testify my gratitude for all your love and kindness. Your affectionate brother, R. Walton. Letter 2 To Mrs. Savile, England Archangel, 28th March, 17-blank. How slowly the time passes here, encompassed as I am by frost and snow. Yet a second step is taken towards my enterprise. I've hired a vessel, and I'm occupied in collecting my sailors. Those whom I've already engaged appear to be men on whom I can depend, and are certainly possessed of dauntless courage. But I have one want, which I've never yet been able to satisfy, and the absence of the object of which I now feel as a most severe evil.' "'I have no friend, Margaret. "'When I am glowing with the enthusiasm of success, "'there will be none to participate my joy. "'If I am assailed by disappointment, "'no one will endeavour to sustain me in dejection. "'I shall commit my thoughts to paper, it is true, "'but that is a poor medium for the communication of feeling. "'I desire the company of a man who could sympathise with me, "'whose eyes would reply to mine. "'You may deem me romantic, my dear sister, "'but I bitterly feel the want of a friend.' I have no one near me, gentle yet courageous, possessed of a cultivated as well as of a capacious mind, whose tastes are like my own, to approve or amend my plans. How would such a friend repair the faults of your poor brother? I'm too ardent in execution and too impatient of difficulties, but it is still greater evil to me that I am self-educated. For the first fourteen years of my life I ran wild on the common and read nothing but our Uncle Thomas's books of voyages.' At that age I became acquainted with the celebrated poets of our own country, but it was only when it had ceased to be in my power to derive its most important benefits from such a conviction that I perceived the necessity of becoming acquainted with more languages.